Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody, and live from the Pro Bowl ticket refund window, it's the Fourth and Inches show with Jana and the Sherpa. Jenna, how are you this week? I'm so looking forward to our Pro Bowl this year. Um, well, I'm better than Dan Prescott is, so, you know, I, I well, guess that's so, something. So are most people. Yeah, I mean, way, all of my bones are inside of my body. So leave him alone on Twitter. Yeah, that's not his fault. Not at all. I, I can tell you that was that was one of the grosser things I've seen on a football field. We've seen some, you know, the Joseph Theismann, Alex Smith. We've seen yeah, We've seen knees get blown out, but... That was tough. That was that was bad. So yeah, uh, I, now we're in the midst of the Andy Dalton area. <laughs> I, I think that's going to work out better for you than you think, but we'll see. Well, I I have been a ginger ninja apologist in the past. I'm hoping I can I can rekindle some of that. I just if I could just maybe have a game where he didn't throw blatantly to the other team, I think I'd feel better about it. But maybe this will be the week. I don't know. Now, if we trade for Gardner Minshew at the trade deadline, though, you'll probably be in heaven. If we trade for Gardner Minshew, I, I can just I, – I will promise you this right now, Jerry Jones, you can have all of my money on the merchandise shop, all of it. I'd also be extraordinarily happy with bringing in C.J. Bethard. I'd be totally fine with that. Um, he might be available. Might be a little easier to get. Uh, so, I, you know, we did sign the, the Browns practice squad quarterback, Garrett Gilbert who succeeded Colt McCoy in college at Texas. And I'm just concerned that maybe Jerry Jones thinks he's the gateway to potentially bringing Baker Mayfield in down the road. But here we are. <laughs> I hear Johnny Manziel's not busy these days. No, no. And, you know, we didn't show Dak the money, so we have some available. And I hear he is very money-driven. I've heard that once or twice. <laughs> I see so, as always, action-packed show for you here tonight. We are here on Wednesday because thanks to the always lovely COVID-19, there was football yesterday on Tuesday. So, if you live or after the fact, on Tuesday. Uh, we're a little out of sorts. No Thursday night game this week. Again, the schedule being moved around because of the lovely coronavirus. Uh, so, we, as long as COVID doesn't interfere, plan to be back at our normal time next week, Tuesdays, from 8.30 to 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. We'll be here with you for the full hour tonight, giving you all the news and notes, everything you need to guide your team to victory. We'll tell you who to start, who to sit, give you game predictions, daily fantasy, waiver wires, the whole nine yards. We got it all for you. Uh, also, you can find us all over social media if one hour a week just isn't enough for you, and really, who could blame you? We're on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa. Uh, we're on Twitter at JKIM16, the fant- or, I'm sorry, Fantasy underscore Sherpa, and the Fourth and Inches Show at the number four, THN Inches Show. I think you can figure that part out. And if you missed any episodes or you just missed the sound of our voice, you can always download episodes after the fact wherever your uh, favorite podcast provider is. We're there. So, like I said, we've got a lot on the deck for you tonight. Uh, we do have uh, quite a few teams on by this week. As a, it stands right now, only four, but as we've seen, this could always change. Uh, as of this moment, you've got Vegas, or the Raiders, uh, the Chargers, New Orleans, and Seattle all on by this week. So we've got a lot of holes to fill. Uh, these guys were relatively healthy, and they were good. So you've got players in the lineup. Don't worry, we've got you covered. In the meantime, if you want to start singing 99 Bottles of Beer on the Wall right now, by the time I'm done the injury report, you'll probably be finished as well. (laughs) So let's just dive right into it. Uh, As we alluded to at the top of the show, unless you've been living under a rock, you've heard Dak Prescott is done for the year after suffering a compound fracture and dislocation of his right ankle. Uh, Andy Dalton is now your starter in Dallas, the Ginger Ninja strikes again and as we talked about he's available isn't he they can trade he's available and we finally we finally got his money off uh the books all of his dead money the eight million dollars here we're paying him to commentate so it seems like a good time to bring him in also wouldn't be surprised if we see kellen clemens who's actually our offensive coordinator suit up and maybe play quarterback again i think everything's on the table but uh, we did send Garrett Gilbert off the Cleveland practice squad. He's uh, been around the league a little bit and is now a member of the Cowboys. So we'll see how that all plays out. 
Uh, Michael Thomas, who is dealing with a high ankle sprain, did not play Monday night after punching a teammate at practice. He's on a bye this week. Keep an eye on that, though. Clearly, there's some turmoil going on. Uh, keep an eye on it. That's my Vikings running back Dalvin Cook left the game uh, with what they're calling groin and ab injuries. He's unlikely to play this week. Um, potentially could miss multiple weeks. Have a plan B. Alexander Madison, if he's available, which probably at this point he's not in your leagues, is certainly a good idea. Steelers wide receiver Jonathan Johnson um, was limited to practice time with a back injury. He's questionable going into this week. That'll probably go down closer to game time. So, again, have a plan B there. But they seem to really have embraced the next man up theory in wide receivers out in uh, out in Pittsburgh, as we saw. Coming to his own this week, all of the touchdowns. In Jacksonville, wide receiver DJ Chark left the game with an ankle injury. If you recall, the last two weeks he's been dealing with back and chest injuries. So, he's now adding another one to the mix. He's questionable. He's going to try to play this week. But I really would think twice about putting him in your lineup. We'll get to that in a little bit. Chargers wide receiver Keenan Allen uh, left the game with back spasms this week. He's on a bye this week, so hopefully he will be fine. Eagles offensive tackle Lane Johnson is still dealing with the ankle injury. He had offseason surgery. He's been in and out of games all season. Uh, he's questionable. Had a second opinion this week. They told him he doesn't need surgery, so he's going to try to play through it. Whether or not he's healthy and on the field is really going to mostly come down to whether or not he starts. Uh, person went at quarterback, so keep an eye on that. <laughs> Just put wide receiver Chris Hogan on IR yesterday uh, with an ankle injury. It, you know, the, the Jets wide receiver core wasn't really the plethora of fantasy points to begin with, but there you go. Tennessee wide receiver A.J. Brown finally back in the line Le'Veon of last Bell night. while you were on the Jets. Yeah, might as well. Uh, Le'Veon Bell was released yesterday by the Jets. He He's the definition of a disgruntled employee. Adam Gase won't even talk about him now, so this was not a smooth breakup. So we'll see where he lands. Uh, Certainly a lot of interesting options, especially with uh, some big-name running backs getting injured this season. Uh, Titans wide receiver A.J. Brown. Yeah, yeah, Pittsburgh for sure. Uh, A.J. Brown returned to the lineup after two weeks out, which is good timing since half of their wide receivers are on the COVID list. Titans looked very good after uh, quite a long layoff and a lot of Zoom meetings this week. Chargers put running back Austin Eckler on IR this week with a hamstring injury. They're calling it a, a grade two strain. They're hope, hoping he'll be able to come back after that three weeks, um, but keep an eye on him. Certainly for the next three weeks, you're going to need to put someone else in your lineup there. Buccaneers running back LaShawn McCoy dealing with an ankle injury. He did not play. He's questionable again this week. Again, that's going to come down right to Sunday, so we'll see what happens there. Carolina running back Christian McCaffrey, he's still dealing with that high ankle sprain. He was hoping to maybe play this week. It looks like he's more on the side of doubtful. It may be another week. Um, but, you know, we could always be surprised. High ankle sprains are tough, though. Wide receiver Mike Williams uh, is dealing with hamstring injury. He's on a bye this week, so hopefully he is on the mend. However, someone not on the mend with the hamstring injury is Kansas City wide receiver Sammy Watkins. He left the game. Uh, they're saying he's going to be out a couple of weeks. It looks like it's a pretty bad uh, strain there, so... Certainly do not start him this week. Cincinnati wide receiver A.J. Green also dealing with a hamstring injury, and so is pretty much every other number one running back or number one wide receiver in the league. Uh, he left the game. He also looks pretty disinterested, so I'm not sure if it's more injury or just not liking his situation in life, but he is quote-unquote questionable. He seems healthy enough to play through, but we'll see how the week goes. Packers wide receiver Devontae Adams, who really needs to stay off Twitter, is also dealing with hamstring injury. He's coming off a bye week, so should be well-rested. Looks like he's going to be fine to play this week. Falcons wide receiver Julio Jones did not play last week. It was kind of a a late-in-the-week surprise there. It looked like he was on track to play, but he's questionable this week. And Tampa Bay wide receiver Chris Godwin didn't play last week, also with hamstring injury. He was running a practice yesterday and today, so that's a good sign. Looks like he's going to play this week barring a setback. Your Giants wide receiver Sterling Shepard came back to practice this week. He's been on IR with a turf toe injury. Um, any healthy bodies would be welcome in New York, <laughs> out in Philadelphia. Also, they are recruiting in a big way for wide receivers. Deshaun Jackson still dealing with hamstring injury, and Alshon Jeffrey, who not only is dealing with that list fracture in his foot, but he was sick all week. Um, they're both potentially going to be back this week. Uh, they're in wait-and-see mode right now in Philadelphia. Jets wide receiver Bouchard Perryman was put uh, was also dealing with an ankle injury. He did not play last week. He's pretty questionable coming into this week. It doesn't look like he's going to play as of right now. 
someone who is going to play this week, though, in, in better news. Browns quarterback Baker Mayfield took quite a shot to the ribs. He had some x-rays and imaging done. He said he's fine. He's practicing. He's going to play. Cam Newton back to practice today after his bout with COVID-19. It looks like he is on track to start on Sunday. Um, having that game pushed back really, really gave him the chance to play because otherwise he wouldn't be playing tomorrow, it doesn't look like. Denver quarterback Drew Locke also looking like he's got a better chance to play. He's another beneficiary of the game move from Thursday. He's a lock. He's a lock. That shoulder's looking better. Uh, looks like he has a pretty good shot at playing this week. In Washington, the quarterback carousel continues to turn. Kyle, uh, Dwayne Haskins, we know, was benched last week and then got a stomach virus, didn't even go to the stadium on Sunday. Kyle Allen started the game, left after taking a hard hit and landing on his arm, and probably the nicest thing that happened on Sunday was Alex Smith coming back uh, from that horrific leg injury that literally almost killed him. Uh, played, played, played well, unfortunately not well enough to win the game. Um, but he did finish the game. It was nice to see that. Kyle Allen is going to be your starter this week. In Jacksonville, tight end Tyler Eifert left the game with a stinger. It looks like he's going to be okay to play this week. In Denver, tight end Noah Font is back at practice. He's been dealing with that ankle injury. He is on track to play this week, but I'd be cautiously optimistic with that. Houston tight end Jordan Akins is dealing with a high ankle sprain. He's been limited. He's very questionable going into this weekend. As we talked about, Le'Veon Bell was given his walking papers by New York this week. Uh, also in troubled running back news, Melvin Gordon was cited for a DUI last night as well as speeding, so he's certainly going to see some kind of discipline from both the Broncos and the league. What that is yet, we don't know. Um, Dwayne Haskins, as I mentioned. For DUI under the new yeah, yeah. I, I think, I don't know if it'll be as soon as Sunday. I would think so, but it's hard to say. I think they, they're still in their evidence-gathering phase of it. I'm not really sure how much evidence you need to gather. It's pretty cut and dry. But um, also, as I've been doing was, was sick on Sunday. He was sent home from the facility uh, sick again today. It's not COVID, but apparently he's not getting better. Um, but Atlanta and Carolina are both in, quote, intensive COVID protocol after the Falcons defensive tackle Marlon Davidson was placed on the COVID list yesterday. Uh, so obviously they played each other last week, so they're taking extra precautions. So we'll keep an eye on that since we've certainly had our, our fair share of COVID scheduling issues. Um, but Sherpa, what have you done in our, our long absence? <laughs> um, I actually gave my house two coats of paint and I um, dried them both <laughs> by blowing on them. So, well, and then you I still know, had some time left over at the end. What did what did our friend uh, Little Kitten Blue get up to? Anything exciting? <laughs> um, he's a little disappointed because, uh, or actually, he's pretty happy because all of the cat teams are playing this uh, weekend, and the yeah. Seahawks are on a bye, so he's pretty happy about that. He's got to be feeling pretty good about the world, you know. He looks, he seems very relaxed. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yes, he is. Uh, I don't think he'll be joining us for the life. show tonight, but that could always change on a moment's notice. You never know. I'll keep my eye out for him. All right. How about the waiver wire? Since we uh, we have not a small amount of injuries, and of course the sports teams on by this week, we've got a lot of holes to fill. A what? A no, lot of okay. holes to fill. All right. <laughs> uh, I thought you the waiver wire, and I was going to say what's that, but um, anyway. What is it? Um, as far as the waiver wire goes, if Alexander Madison or Minnesota yes. backup to Dalvin Cook is out there, uh, go get him. Um, Philip Lindsay is going to try to play again this weekend, and you know, as mm-hmm. Jen alluded to, you know, if he's out there, you know, Melvin Gordon is probably not going to be out there for the next few weeks, so Philip nope. Lindsay might be a good stopgap. Uh, Brian Hill with Atlanta, Todd Gurley looking good, but you know. Atlanta figures to get a lot of offense uh, against Minnesota, and they should certainly be uh, in offensive mode all game, given that their defense can't seem to stop anyone. Uh, Jamal Williams, yeah. uh, Green Bay, again, you know, their offense has plenty of uh, you know, yards to go around. You know, Frank Gore and the Michael Perrine with the Jets, you know, somebody's got to run the ball for them against Miami. Uh, J.D. McKissick with the 
Redskins seems to be their preferred passing down option, and they've got the Giants this week. And then uh, Darrington Evans with um, Tennessee, you know, I think that uh, I'm, it's a little strange that they move Buffalo's game back to Monday night and Tennessee's is still Sunday afternoon. That struck me as kind of odd, but uh, be that as it may, you know, Tennessee's going to be on really short rest, and therefore, you know, who knows, maybe Derrick Henry doesn't get quite the full load this weekend. So but he, might he, be, he uh, really he... – he got a good shot in on Josh Norman last night. <laughs> he did, yes. So but it was, I know that Del was Beckham something. was probably cheering for him when he did that, but uh, oh, I'm sure he was. <laughs> so, oh, any any other running backs that you want to throw on the pile there? No, no, I'm I'm right there with you. I really like JD McKissick a lot. Uh, I think he's he's someone that's you know maybe more than a one week option. Um, like you said, Philip Lindsay also a really good bet. And if Alexander Madison's out there, and he still is in like 25% of leagues, please go pick him up. I don't know what you're doing. Just stop. Just pause the show right now. Go pick him up and then come back. We'll wait. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go do that now. Well, <laughs> Sherpa's sure, actually going to pause right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to uh, wait for a while. What wait for a while? Oh, okay. I'll, I'll just make myself a note and do it after the show. All right. As far as wide receivers go, as Jana mentioned before, Chase Claypool had quite the game uh, this past weekend, which was like his third game in a row, I think, that he's scored or something, or at least the second in a row, Mm -hmm. looking like uh, he's going to become a focal point in the Pittsburgh offense going forward. Juju Smith-Schuster is still there, and I wouldn't discount him entirely, but uh, certainly Chase Claypool is worth the speculative bid or a waiver wire or priority if you have it. Uh, somebody else that um, had a really nice game, coincidentally, in that same game against Pittsburgh this weekend was Travis Fulgham of the Eagles. Uh, he looked really Very good. good. And it's hard to he believe did. that he's been cut so many times. He really looked like a number one receiver out there. And, uh, again, Somebody's Pittsburgh's secondary, Minka Fitzpatrick, is nothing to sneeze at. And, yes, I know that Alshon mm-hmm. Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson, you know, might be back this week, and Jalen Rager's waiting in the wings too. But uh, if Travis Fulgham keeps playing like that, uh, there's certainly going to be a role for him. And as Carson Wentz said, the, the kid can definitely ball. So hopefully uh, he'll have a, a bright future um, with them. Uh, Tim Patrick. He was fun to watch. With, yeah, he, he certainly was. Um, Tim Patrick with the Broncos. Uh, T. Higgins with the Bengals. Brandon Cooks had a nice bounce-back game for Houston this week. Mike Williams is on bye, but, you know, as he showed, even when he's uh, questionable mm-hmm. and injured, as Keenan Allen is down, you know, he can certainly step up and fill that number one wide receiver role. Uh, McCole Hardman in Kansas City figures to get a, a, a good shot now that Sammy Watkins is out and, you know, Tyreek Hill is always going to command you know, a lot of the secondary attention, so there might be some opportunity for him. Russell Gage in Atlanta, you know, Julio Jones continues to to be injured. LaVisca Chenault yeah. in Jacksonville dealing with some injuries of his own, but he's put up several nice games in a row. Christian Kirk with Arizona has had a couple nice games in a row, and Dallas's defense uh, certainly hasn't uh, been able to stop many people <laughs> this week, or I mean this season. Marquez Valdez-Scampling, Green Bay, Scotty Miller with Tampa Bay, Keelan Cole also with Jacksonville, Preston Williams uh, finally signs of life for Miami last weekend, gets the Jets this weekend. Larry Fitzgerald hasn't done much this season, but going up against Dallas at secondary. And then James Washington, uh, kind of forgotten man there. Deontay um, Johnson is out with an injury, so you know, looks like uh, yeah. you know Pittsburgh's offense can probably support two, if not three, wide receivers. So, you know, he's if he's still out there, and you miss out on the Chase Claypool uh, sweepstakes, you know, he, he might be a good consolation prize. Yeah, yeah, I, I I think you hit it. Obviously, it's it's very interesting to me how readily available Chase Claypool is considering it's Wednesday after everything he did on Sunday. Um, I'm surprised that he's still out there in so many leagues. So please go pick him up. Some of the leagues, <laughs> I guess, is, some of the sites have pushed back their yeah, waivers by a day true. because of the Tuesday game. So I'm guessing if you check those numbers and tomorrow or Friday after 
weavers have run in most leagues. They'll probably shoot up. be uh, a lot more widely owned, but uh, we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. As far as quarterbacks go, several with uh, really favorable matchups this week if you need a bi-week streamer. So when uh, Kirk Cousins going up against Atlanta, Ryan Fitzpatrick going up against the Jets, Andy Dalton will be facing Arizona, Daniel Jones against Washington, Gardner Minshew against Detroit, Ryan Tannehill, short week, but going up against Houston, and uh, Kyle Allen uh, possibly um, starting for the Redskins, excuse me, the Washington football team. I still can't get used to that, the Washington football team against the Giants. So, you know, there are a bunch of streamer options out there this week if you're going to be down uh, Russell Wilson or um, or, uh, some of the other guys that are on by this week. Yeah, yeah. um, I. Justin I Herbert. can't can't say enough about yeah. Obviously, being without there's a lot of big names you're going to be without this week between injuries and bye weeks. But I can't say enough about Ryan Fitzpatrick, Andy Dalton. While I might not be uh, really excited about him, um, this, this Dallas defense offense has to throw the ball. He's he's literally got to get chances. So, um, you know there there are worse options out there. But it'll be interesting to see how it looks this week. Although I don't agree with Tony Dungy's uh, assessment that that was a blessing in disguise. No, 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 no. Brandy Dalton. The only, the only person that really maybe benefits from this is Jerry Jones can pay him a little less money if he's going to pay him. That, that to me seems to be the only upside for anybody. Well, and he might not end up paying him less money. He might just defer it a year. Maybe he only has to give him a one-year contract next year, although I'm sure somebody would probably – Given multiple years, even coming off the severely broken ankle, but so. we'll see. My guess is yeah. that they'll, you know, put the franchise tag on him. You know, see that he's still mobile enough to be a top-flight quarterback, and then sign him to a mega bucks deal after uh, next season. That's that's the Shepherds' yeah. uh, forecast to what's going to happen. It's there. not a bad forecast. <laughs> we'll check back so, in a couple months. See if you're right. Check back in a couple years um, for tight end <laughs> Jimmy Graham has. Um, been surprisingly um, active the last few weeks. You know, he seems to be back mm-hmm. from the, the football dead, so if he's out there, speculative ad. Now with Nick Bowles as his quarterback and going up against Carolina, that might be a good play. Jordan Aiken mm-hmm. for Houston, Cameron Bray for Tampa Bay, Mulally Cox, although as you mentioned, he's a little bit banged up himself. Chris Herndon, the yes. Jets have to throw the ball, and Joe Flacco will be having his second consecutive start. Irv Smith Jr. with the Vikings, and then uh, Gerald Everett with the Rams, just in case it's not the Tyler Higby show that uh, I and everybody else thought it would be there at tight end for the Rams. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, the Rams keep surprising us. Every time we think we haven't figured it out, they like to screw with us. But we should be used to this by now. Jimmy Graham, if he's out there, it's a great matchup this week. Um, I like Trey Burton, too. Austin Hooper, if he's available, I'd certainly pick him up. Uh, and I like Cameron Braid a lot as well. And um, defense-wise, if you're needing a streamer this week, uh, the the one that really stands out to me is the Dolphins going up against Joe Flacco and the Jets. And then Mm -hmm. not quite as anxious, not as quite as uh, eager to get them, but still if they're out there, Denver going against uh, Cam Newton after a layoff, that might be a worthwhile pickup. And then uh, Carolina going up against Chicago, which – Still doesn't impress me, even with Nick Foles at quarterback. Well, you and I may disagree on that. <laughs> it scores twenty points okay. against Tampa's defense. It's not. It's not necessarily about the the fantasy volume. I'm not saying he should be your number one starter, but I'm saying as a quarterback, he finds a way to win. That has to be the least impressive four and one. That has to be the least impressive <laughs> four and one team I've seen since the Cardinals a few years back started out four and one and ended up six and ten or whatever they were. Well, I think they're going to do better than six and ten. I, I don't think they're world beaters, but I mean, like, look at, the, look, at look at Trent Dilfer's Ravens team that won the Super Bowl. That wasn't a real impressive team. Their defense was good, but like, it was a very pedestrian offense. Yeah, I think the Bears make the playoffs. I'll, I, I'll, I'll bet you that they don't, assuming that the season even lasts long enough to have playoffs. 
<laughs> well, I'm just down on the bears, but if, they, if I get well, chased by one, I might change my mind. But True. you got to watch out for lions. That seems to be the real thing this week. Mountain lions Peters, all over uh, the place. Yeah. yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. I'm going to take a hard pass on that. Yeah, that would get <laughs> me to give up running pretty quickly if I ran into one of them. Did you see that video? You've never run faster in your life. Over 50 million times. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know what I would do. I do know I'm never going running in the Midwest. I feel pretty comfortable with that. Never going running in Utah again? No, no. I'm all set. Miss Danny. Okay. <laughs> all righty. Um, so shall we get How you feeling about the position uh, player ranking? Yeah, yeah. How are you feeling about running backs this week? I'm pretty good, but I think I started last week. So uh, just for the sake of variety, why don't you leave us off this week? I have Ezekiel Elliott at the top of my list. Again, I'm concerned about Andy Dalton. I don't know what this offense is going to look like. The one thing I do know is Zeke is going to be there and he's going to get touches. Uh, so we're going to feed him against that Arizona defense. Yes, we're going to feed him. He'll get another weird stomach tattoo. Everybody will go home happy. Two, Derrick Henry, who I did originally have at three, and then I saw him try to kill Josh Norman, and he bumped bumped right up to two. Uh, unfortunately, that did mean Mike Davis is now third on my list. I think he, uh, despite the fact that I think Nick Foles is going to win that game, I think Mike Davis has a very nice game against the Bears. Aaron Jones and Kareem Hunt running on my top five. At six, I've got Clyde Edward Hilaire, uh, James Connor, James Robinson, and Miles Sanders. And then rounding out my top ten this week, Joe Mixon in Cincinnati, who I've, I've kind of come back around on. I was down on him for a little while. Now he's back in the good graces. You're going to hear Joe Mixon uh, on my list a little bit later, but not, <laughs> not quite yet. Not your top ten, huh? Uh, no, he's not, um, and not even in purgatory. Um, oh, whoa. So for running backs, I agree with you. I have Zeke at number one this week. Uh, we actually agreed on seven of our ten. Zeke at one, okay. Aaron Jones two, Miles Gaskin for the Dolphins three, Kareem Hunt four, James Conner five, Derrick Henry six. My only concern there, again, is with the short week. Jonathan Taylor seven, James Robinson eight, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire nine, and uh, Dalvin Cook ten. Honorable mentions, David Johnson, Mike Davis, Daryl Henderson, Mark Ingram, and J.K. Dobbins. Okay, well, I'm going to tell you, I got Dalvin Cook on the top of my avoid list this week. Uh, I don't like the injuries. I I just, I think there are better options. I don't want to take the chance. Come sitting him. Uh, Also, Melvin Gordon, obviously, we think is going to have a a bit of an extended vacation. Whether or not that starts this week, he will not be starting in my lineups. Yeah. Uh, DeAndre Swift uh, and Leonard Fournette checking in on the avoid list, as well as J.D. McKissick, who I would like you to pick up. I just don't know if if I'm loving this matchup. Uh, Matt Breida, Duke Johnson, Brian Hill, Cordell Patterson, and Chris Thompson, my avoid list this week. Okay, Joe Mixon's at the top of my avoid list, as I kind of alluded to before. Adrian (laughs) Peterson, Damian Harris, Raheem Mostert. Philip Lindsay, David Montgomery, and Frank Gore rounding out my avoid list. It's kind of a shortened avoid list, but that's, that's okay. That's There's I not a lot of healthy you. people out there, so it's hard, hard to find. Hopefully, there are going to be a lot of high-scoring games this week, so there's not too many people I'd go out of my way to avoid. I think there's a lot of close again. There's been a lot of high-scoring games every week point. so far. This is true. This is true. Not a defensive year this year. Why are viewers? How are you feeling? You like um, and, and by the way, I thought that was really weird that of all the people to get promoted to head coach in Atlanta, it's the defensive coordinator who's probably the one. Right? I, I the thought I was that, the only uh, one. Like, no one's talking about how this is insanity. Like, absolute yeah, insanity. I mean, well, I guess the, the plus is you won't be their defensive coordinator anymore unless you Maybe that's why. Maybe jobs, they were looking but... for a way, a lateral move to just get him out of the defensive room altogether. Like, you know what? Just You just go right down the hall to a different office. Just pretend the defense doesn't exist. Just go to your own thing. Just all you got to do is... Now they're going to hire Adam Gaze as their new defensive coordinator. Oh, he'll, he'll quit the Jets how, head coaching position. How is he their... still employed? How are we living in a world where Adam Gaze still has a head coaching job? What is this? Sam Darnold's development, and he isn't back yet, so you can't blame oh. him for 
Sam uh, Darnold not doing well because Sam Darnold isn't playing. I guess. I mean, clearly Le'Veon Bell was the problem. That's why he's gone. <laughs> Everything's going to be fixed. <laughs> Maybe he'll be the Falcons' new defensive coordinator. You know, I'm not mad about that. He knows defenses. Probably an upgrade. Yeah. Might yeah. take a pay cut, though. You think he's willing to do that? <laughs> Probably not. So, as far as the wide receivers go, I'll start off with Tyreek Hill as my number one option this week. DeAndre Hopkins, mm-hmm. Mari Cooper, Juju Smith-Schuster, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. Odell Beckham, Adam Thielen, Devontae Adams, Chase Claypool, T.Y. Hilton, and LaVisca Chenault uh, injuries and all rounding out my top ten. And honorable mentions, I also like Darius Slayton, A.J. Brown, Robert Woods, Terry McLaurin, and Brandon Cooks a lot. All right, all right. I I don't have too much beef. Um, I've got DeAndre Hopkins at the top of my list. As we've talked about, the Dallas defense is not there. They're not showing up for games. DeAndre Hopkins, however, is. Uh, Devontae Adams coming off that bye week. I think he's going to be healthier. I like the matchup against Tampa Bay. I've got him at two. Calvin Ridley all the way up to three for me. I'm not excited about what's going on in Atlanta, but someone has to catch footballs, and right now it's not Julio Jones, so I'm all in on Calvin Ridley. Tyree Kill, who's at the top of your list, is on four on mine. Uh, Adam Seelan, number five there. Uh, at six, I've got Stefan Diggs, Allen Robinson, Kenny Galladay. As long as Chris Godwin plays, I've got him at nine. And uh, as much as it pains me to do this, Odell Beckham Jr. at number ten. Right. Um, I have Julian Edelman at the top of my – here we are indeed. (laughs) I'm Julian Edelman leading off my avoid list for this week. Um, I I like him a little bit more with Cam back, but uh, still he's been banged up, although maybe the two weeks gave him a chance to heal up. We'll see. I'm just uh, not too keen on him. Jamison Crowder, Kenny Galladay, Allen Robinson – uh, Tyler Boyd, Debo Samuel, Tim Patrick, Mikhail Henry, um, Anthony Miller, and Brashard uh, Perryman. Um, Nikhil Harry, excuse me, and Brashard Perryman, uh, rounding out my uh, tend to avoid. Okay, um, I also have Julian Edelman on my avoid list. Not really concerned with who plays quarterback. I just don't like anything about all of these moving parts. And that Denver defense, I think, is better than people give it credit for. Uh, DJ Chark, head, shoulders, and knees and toes. Everything's injured. I love Gardner Minshew. I love the Jaguars. I don't love DJ Chark this week. John Brown in Buffalo. Jarvis Landry in Cleveland. I'm obviously much higher on Odell Buckham Jr. this week. Um, I also didn't like seeing him take a, a nice shot to his hip, which has been bothering him all season. I'm a little concerned about that. I've got Nicole Hardman on my avoid list. Marquez Valdez-Cantling. Sammy Watkins, who I said probably not going to play for the next couple weeks. Curtis Samuel and Brandon Ayuk in San Francisco. All right. Um, quarterbacks, who do you like? Loving Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Buffalo did not show up last week. I think they'll be better this week, but I think uh, that this is going to be a a nice high-scoring game. I've got Josh Allen at number two on my list, so I think there's going to be a lot of passing yards here. Kyler Murray at three, obviously playing the Dallas defense. Deshaun Watson and Lamar Jackson rounding on my top five. All pretty good matchups this week. Matthew Stafford, Aaron Rodgers, Ben Roethlisberger, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and you knew it was going to happen, Gardner Minshew at 10. Well, we agreed on uh, 7 of 10. That's not bad. Um, I have her cousin at the top of my list. Ryan Fitzpatrick at 2, two names that you don't usually see at the top of the quarterback uh, ranking. I like it. Patrick Holmes, 3, and Lamar Jackson, 4, usually are 1 and 2 in the rankings. Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. begrudging respect there. Ben Roethlisberger, begrudging respect. Baker Mayfield, seven. Deshaun Watson, eight. Tyler Murray, nine. And George Goff, rounding out my top ten. Honorable mention, Josh Allen, Andy Dalton, Daniel Jones, Ryan Tannehill, and Teddy Bridgewater. I think we'll also have nice games this week. I agree, uh, except for Teddy Bridgewater. But I do have Andy Dalton and Ryan Tannehill also in my, my purgatory. Um I, I've got Jared Goff at the top of my avoid list, uh, as well as Baker Mayfield, Carson Wentz. I think that kind of goes without saying at this point, but I'm saying it. Uh, Daniel Jones, Teddy Bridgewater, 
Joe Burrow, uh, Joe Flacco, Kyle Allen at all in Washington, Cam Newton or whoever else decides to play quarterback for the Patriots, and Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, like I said last week, the only way I thought San Francisco had a chance of winning the game was if C.J. Beathard played. Obviously, they're listening to the show. They knew Jimmy wasn't the way, and we got a little C.J. Beathard action. So I'm hopeful perhaps we see that again this week. If he doesn't get traded to the Cowboys before Sunday. God, that would be so good. We, If that happens, and I so hope it does, I'm just continuing to put this out into the universe because I really want it to be a thing. Um, if it does, we're having like a whole special show. You you don't have to show up. I know you probably will call out sick that day, but we're having a C.J. Beathard uh, like extravaganza. It's going to be great. I think I'll probably Mark pass on that, but uh, good luck. I hope it works out for you. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> Maybe the Jets can uh, trade their number one pick next season to get him. Oh, oh what a steal. <laughs> For the Jets, okay. right? I think I'm done. I think I'm done now. <laughs> okay. My quarterback oh. list to avoid this week includes Matthew Stafford, Drew Locke, Joe Burrow, Carson Wentz, Nick Foles, Sam Darnold, and Jimmy Garoppolo. So it sounds suspiciously like yours, except for the Matthew Stafford part. Yeah, and the migratory has his next didn't have the heart to move that. All right. Um, for tight ends, Travis Kelsey is usually at the top of the yeah. list, and he's there again this week. The guy was actually thinking of moving ahead of him this week, but didn't quite have the nerve to do it. Was Mike Gesicki, Evan Ingram three, Eric Ebron yeah. four. He's come Austin such a long way. Five. Johnu Smith, six, Mark Andrews, seven, Tyler Higby, eight, Dalton Schultz, nine, and uh, Moali Cox, ten. Honorable mentions, Tyler Eifert, Jordan Aiken, Ian Thomas, and Logan Thomas. Oh, the Thomases. Thomas and Thomas. Like a loss for them. Um, I also have Travis Kelsey. Sandwich with muffin. Uh, <laughs> oh, those are so good. Um. Even against Buffalo, I think he's going to put up big numbers. Like I said, I think there's a lot of points in that game. I thought Mark Andrews at a close second there. Uh, I like the matchup with Philadelphia, even if I don't maybe think all the starters are going to play that whole game. Johnny Smith at three. I am clearly not as scared about the short week with Tennessee as you are. George Kittle at four and Mike Kosicki in my top five there. At six, I've got Hayden Hurst, Jim Graham, uh, Zach Ertz, Evan Ingram, and Austin Hooper rounding up my top ten. In my avoid list this week has George Kittle at the top of it, Zach Ertz. You might think I misread my list or got my two lists confused, but I didn't. Um, Jimmy Graham, Noah Fon, TJ Hawkinson, and Chris Herndon rounding out my avoid list. Okay. I also have Noah Fon on my list. He's actually the top of my list. As well as Rob Gronkowski, Tyler Higby, Tyler Eifert. Your name's Tyler. You're on the avoid list for tight ends this week. I'm sorry. Uh, Jordan Akins, if he plays, I don't want any part of it. Logan Thomas, Drew Sample, Kyle Rudolph, Trey Burton, and Cameron Bryant, who, yes, I just extolled the virtues of picking up on the labor wire, but he didn't love this matchup this week. Okay, and how about the defenses? Who do you like this week? I put the Colts at the top of my list. Uh, I'm I'm not as high on the Cincinnati offense as everybody else, and I'm very high on this Colts defense. Baltimore at number two, Miami, Pittsburgh, and the Rams running out my top five. Patriots, the Washington football team, Bears, Giants, and Panthers. My top ten. Did you bring your tears for fears this week? Um, sort of. It's it's shortened tears. I, I don't have all the teams crammed into my tears this week. Actually, I only have eight teams that I would recommend for defense and streaming okay. purposes this week just because I think they're going to be a lot of high-scoring games. But those eight teams break down Miami tier one clear top choice all by themselves. And second tier has Jacksonville, New England, Carolina, and the Rams in it. And my third tier has Indianapolis, Denver, and Baltimore in it. So those are the only teams that uh, I would really want to start on defense this week. Okay. All right. I can can get on board with that. It's like I, I think we both feel like there's a lot of points to be had and a lot of close games this week, so it's really not a defensive favorable matchup. I would agree with that. How about uh, your avoid mm-hmm. list for defenses? 
Uh, well, I've got actually 10 on it. Uh, I've got Dallas and uh, the New York Jets, the Vikings, Lions, 49ers, Bengals, Broncos, Titans, Buccaneers, and the Chiefs. Okay, I've got Atlanta at the top of my avoid list, Atlanta, the Jets, and Arizona, Cleveland, San Francisco, Buffalo, Dallas, Washington, Houston, Philly, and Tampa Bay. So I gave you 11, but those are the teams that I would try to avoid. So I actually picked up Arizona to stream them against the Jets last week, and now Mm -hmm. I'm saying drop them because I think this week is the opposite of that. So the ideal play would be to drop Arizona pick up Miami with the only constant thread there being that they're playing the Jets. Yeah, yeah. Anybody playing the Jets is going to be a good pick. I feel good about that. <laughs> Especially with Joe Flacco starting. Uh, Sam Darnold at least. Yeah. Uh, I really I hope that it would be Joe a Flacco's. different look, but Joe Flacco really did not bring in any, well, any extra dimensions to that offense. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't sure that was possible, but we in fact found a way. Yeah, well, he has won a Super Bowl, you know, so that's that's something that very few sure other players like on the Jets can probably claim. Sure didn't look like it. <laughs> well, it was a while ago. It, it's been a minute. You're right. <laughs> All right. Oh. So shall we uh, well, get to the game picks? Yeah, no Thursday night game this week, so we're just going straight into those Sunday morning games. Straight to Sunday and – this is weird. There's only there's just as many games on Monday night this week as there are on Sunday late afternoon. So go figure. Yeah. And, this, and this one of those two late games is Miami and the Jets, so that doesn't really count. So everybody's going to be no. watching Green Bay and Tampa Bay, hopefully. Uh, even even if you put Tony Romo on that Jets Miami game, um, it's not watchable. I'm sorry, just not. Oh. No. Anyway. So. All right. So we got some good matchups. First up, we've got. Cleveland at Pittsburgh. I think this will be the first of many close and interesting games. And by the way, I think we were both ten and four last week in our picks. Which we had a respectable your, showing. Yeah. Yes, which brings your record for the season to forty-eight, twenty-eight, and one, and on one game up so far. But uh, yeah. it's a long season, so I haven't been able to shake yeah. you yet, or vice versa. But anyway, so <laughs> it's been eleven years. You're still stuck with me now. <laughs> and and vice versa. So Cleveland at (laughs) Pittsburgh, I like what the Browns are doing. It's hard to believe they're 4-1 with all the negative uh, talk about them, but they are managing to win games. Pittsburgh looking good. Um, Arguably, the defense uh, wasn't necessarily playing their A game against Philadelphia, and Cleveland's offense is arguably better, but I think Philadelphia, I mean, Pittsburgh still finds a way (laughs) to win this game. I'll say uh, final score. Pittsburgh 31, Cleveland 28. I've got Pittsburgh winning 33-27, so I agree. This Cleveland team, yes, the smoke and mirrors have been working. Uh, They've really only beat one good team. Uh, They do have uh, as good of a record as entire NFC. I I don't know if I'd classify it as good. We could ask them. First place. A decent offensive line. You have a first place <laughs> team. What are you complaining about? Well, everything. you're more likely to make the playoffs. I'm never happy are. unless I'm unhappy as a Cowboys fan. <laughs> I would rather have Nick Foles as my quarterback than Andy Dalton. I'll tell you that. But prove me wrong, Jensen Ninja. Prove me wrong. Or CJ In the meantime, I say, oh, what a dream come true. Uh, <laughs> I think Pittsburgh and their offense is just too much for this Cleveland defense. Who is very good, but I just don't think they can they can keep all the way up. But it'll be a close game, closer than we've seen, and hopefully there's not uh, fist fights and uh, all kinds of altercations. So it'd be nice if we had a calm game between the two. All right, uh, sticking in the AFC North, we've got Cincinnati uh, traveling to the AFC South at Indianapolis Colts. Philip Rivers, that experiment is probably only going to last one year. I think uh, probably Colts fans not too happy with the uh, outcomes there, but I do think that they'll be able to eke out a win this week in a close game. I'll say Andy wins it by a field goal final score, Andy 27, uh, Bengals 24. 
I'm taking Indianapolis as well, but uh, by a little larger margin. I'm taking them by touchdown to win 30-23. I think this Indianapolis defense is very, very good. And the one thing Phillip Rivers does well is throw to a former basketball-playing tight end, which he has in middle Ali Cox as long as he plays. Uh, so I, I think he's got enough enough in the tank to beat the uh, your old your old cats. I'm sorry, Blue, but Cincinnati's not their week. Yeah, Blue's not happy about that pick, but uh, <laughs> so he and I disagree on one game already. Um, and probably more to come. So. Next up, we've got the uh, Denver at New England game. I picked the game last week when it was supposed to be played in week five. Now that it's in week six, I'm not going to change my pick nor my score. I'm going to say final score of uh, Patriots 24 and Denver 21. I'm taking the Patriots to win 27-21. I just think that Bill Belichick, regardless of how long he's got to prepare and who he's preparing for, I think he's just going to be a little better. Um, But I... I think it's a, a not as close of a game as maybe the score would indicate, but yeah, yeah. I'm just, so last year, last week you picked twenty three seventeen for the score. What changed this week? Um, I just I think with Cam Newton back, it's just a little tougher for this Denver defense to know what the offense is going to look like. I think that gives them a different dynamic. I mean, obviously now you have to actually play for a run potential out of the quarterback instead of just you know somebody's going to stand in the pocket and throw you like Brian Hoyer. Um, so I think that that's my difference. Well, the funny thing is both these teams will probably have different starting quarterbacks this week than they would have last yeah, week. Yeah, I just I Even just don't think the Denver play. offense looks as different with Drew Locke than Jeff Driscoll as the Patriots offense looks with Cam Newton versus Brian Hoyer. Probably true. I mean, uh, Brett Rippey and yeah. went pretty good in the Thursday night game a couple yeah. weeks ago, and Tim Patrick did too. It would be interesting to see if, you know, I was saying avoid him, but I'll be rooting for him to have uh, value there mm-hmm. since I picked him up in a dynasty league. But anyway, uh, like Detroit it. at Jacksonville, I know who you're going to pick in this game, and it'll probably yep. surprise you to know that I'm actually going to agree with you for once, and I'm going to pick the Woo! Gardner Minshew's uh, to win at home. I, I don't think it is, you know, got much to worries other teams this season. Their offense has been a disappointment, and their defense I don't think was that good to begin with. I'll go with the final score of uh, Jacksonville 27 and the Lions 20, so Blue and I are at odds for yet another. Actually, he would like the fact that I'm picking Jacksonville. He would be torn, but um, you know, yeah. pick the Jaguars could, over the Lions. Put a little bandana on him. Then he'll he'll feel the light. It'll be great. <laughs> I'm taking Garner Minshew and his, his tie-dye bandanas and his wild mustache. He's going to win 28-24, so I think – I think the Lions hang around. Uh, I think it's Adrian Peterson's going to be a factor here, but I think Jacksonville's just got a little bit more. So we've agreed on the first four games, but judging on your avoid lists, I'm guessing that we're going to disagree on this game. I'm actually going to make a homer pick and for probably the only time this year predict that my Giants will actually win a game. And I'm going to say that they managed to – it disappointed me last year by winning a game when they could have had Chase Young as the pick if yeah. they had uh, lost the game. They snatched a uh, victory from the jaws of defeat. That was the Daniel Jones five-touchdown game. But uh, this week, I don't think he throws for five touchdowns, but maybe three or four, and I'll say final score, Giants 30, Washington 27 in a game where uh, I think two anemic offenses will outshine uh, two uh, even worse defenses. Yeah, this is not uh, the game I think any of us are going to write home about this week. Uh, I, like you said, I am going. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Washington Football Club. I just, I think their defense is a little better, even riddled with injuries. Um, I, I just, I could go either way on this game, but I'm taking Washington to win 27-24. Okay, and next up we've got. Uh, Tennessee, short week, but at least they're at home uh, hosting Houston. I think this will be another high-scoring game to Sean Watson. I think Tennessee's defense might be tired, but I think uh, even if 
Houston's defense isn't tired. I think uh, the Ryan Tannehill-led Titans offense will do just enough to win here. I'll say a field goal difference. I'll pick another uh, final score of 30-27 with the Titans uh, having the long end of the stick. Even on a short week, I just think this Tennessee team is better overall. And, I mean, they did get some extra rest, so maybe maybe that helps here. Um, playing at home certainly helps. I've got them winning a very close one, 31-30. I think it's a uh, a last, uh, last drive field goal here. It's going to be a good one. Next game I think we're also going to disagree on. Uh, Chicago traveling yeah. to Carolina. And if – Taking the quarterbacks one-on-one, I'd much rather have Teddy Bridgewater at the stage in his career than Nick Foles. I think he has um, some some weapons around him. Mike Davis turned out to be surprisingly effective. Chicago, I don't see any semblance of a running game there. They barely did enough against uh, Tampa to win. Their their defense was what kept them in, but uh, I'll stay on the road that they don't uh, play quite as well, and I'll go with the final score of Carolina 27 Bears 21. So Blue is back in my good grace. I'm back in Blue's good graces. <laughs> I am, I'm unfortunately on Blue's naughty list here. I am I am going with the Nickfolian Dynamites. Where there's a will, there's a way. And if there's anybody who can rally a team to win games they have no business winning, it's Nick Foles. And I'm, I'm holding on to that here. Uh, I got to tell you, this is probably the game I had the most trouble picking because I really, really can – I like a lot of things about this Carolina team, but I'm going with Nick Foles in a close one, 24-21. Okay. So next we've got uh, Baltimore so and Philadelphia. And <laughs> I, think it, I actually think it could be pretty close. Um this is the game Blue will not be watching with two bird teams involved, but uh, He's all I think in. even He's though they're on the road, in. the Ravens, <laughs> the Blue Bowl, yeah, the anti-Blue Bowl, <laughs> um, I think the Ravens just have you know, more on both sides of the ball than the Eagles do. Eagles are just banged up on the offensive line. They're you know, wide receivers, even if they get Jackson and uh, Jeffrey back this week, I just don't think they're going to be uh, fully in sync with Carson Wentz, and I'll just go with uh, Baltimore to win this uh, final score, 30 to 24. Although I hope that uh, Travis Fulham continues his breakout. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was good. Greg Ward has been very good. He's really, really playing above what we maybe thought his ceiling could have been. Um, I actually have even more points being scored in this game. I'm taking Baltimore to win 38-27. Um, I think perhaps. We get an RG3 sighting. Perhaps he's going to give some points to the Eagles. Um, this Eagles team's going to have to throw. They're going to have to move the ball. I just don't think they have enough to beat this Baltimore team. There's just something catastrophic would have to happen. I don't see that occurring. Well, plus there's a rule that only one NFC team, NFC East team, can win a week. This is and true. I already picked the You're Giants actually very win, right. So. This is a statistical thing. <laughs> it's hard science right here. So, yeah, yeah, that's it. I'm going to break that with uh, my prediction later on, which you'll see, but uh, we'll see about that. All right, next up, we've got the Vikings hosting Atlanta. Neither one of these two teams seems to want to play defense, so this should be a high-scoring game. Uh, Although Minnesota's been a little better the last couple weeks, but uh, I think Minnesota, just by virtue of being at home and Atlanta being by virtue of being a mess, I'll go with the the Kirk Cousins's. 34 and Matt Ryan is 27. Even with a coaching change, um, with whatever Atlanta is trying to figure out that they're doing, it's not enough. I'm going to keep with my tradition. I'm going to keep picking against Atlanta. Uh, I just until they show me they can play any type of functional football, I'm I'm not in. I'm not in on it. I think maybe think about trading Matt Ryan to Philadelphia. Let him let him be the hometown hero. I think that would be a more interesting play. But uh, for this week, I'm going to take Kirk Cousins uh, to win this 28-21. Blue likes that pick. Um, Next up, we've got (laughs) the Dolphins at the Jets in what I think is the mismatch of the week. And uh, I just – I can't see this game being close the way the 
Jets are playing right now, uh, Le'Veon Bell or no, I just think they're too much of a mess. You know, they've got a statue for quarterback now and nobody to really throw the ball to. I think Miami, I think Ryan Fitzpatrick, I'll be surprised if he's still in in the fourth quarter. Maybe we get our first two a sighting of the season, but I'll say here that oh, uh, Miami doubles up the Jets. I'll go with a final score of 34-17. You did say, you did predict around week five that you thought Tua would be here, and this might be it. Just not exactly how you predicted, how you might have thought. But here we are. We might get a Tua sighting, and that's probably the best thing that could happen in this game, like fan-watching-wise. Fantasy-wise, there's plenty of value to be had on the Miami side of things, not so much the Jets, but I'm taking Miami to win 30-14. to Okay, probably the less said about that game, the better. Uh, Next up, we've got a game that should be fun and close. Green Bay off the bye week, traveling to Tampa Bay, the Battle of the Bays. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, two quarterbacks heading for Campton in the not-too-distant future. I think uh, Mm -hmm. um, at this point, Aaron Rodgers' supporting cast looks a little bit better than Tom Brady, so... I'll go with, uh, I think Tom Brady won't forget what down it is this week, but I'll go with Green Bay to win still. Say final score, Green Bay 30, Tampa Bay 27. Okay, we're we're pretty similar. I've got Green Bay winning. Uh, I'm sure no one's surprised here. I've got them winning 33-31. Um, Aaron Rodgers just, I, I think that it's a, the fact that he is an offense that's stuck together and they know each other a little better, I think that's really going to be the difference here. This Tampa Bay offense still a little disjointed. Part of that's injuries. Hopefully getting Chris Godwin back helps, but I think this is one of the the better watch watches as far as games this week. All right. Um, a game that probably sounded good when it was scheduled, but right now not sounding very competitive. Uh, the Rams traveling upstate to uh, visit the 49ers in Santa Clara. Uh, 49ers are a mess right now, and it's not just the quarterback good. situation. They, not their good. defensive line is a mess. So the receiving core is a mess. But uh, anyway, I think it all translates into a pretty comfortable win for the Rams. I'll say uh, Rams 31, 49ers 21, and I think it, the gap could potentially be a lot more than that. I've got the Rams winning 27-17, uh, just being a little generous here. Uh, I feel like with San Francisco, but yeah, there's, there's really nothing to like about this 49ers team right now. Um, not named CJ Beathard. So there you have it. <laughs> and he won't even be on the team anymore by Sunday. Oh God, I hope Jerry, to if you're listening, please make this happen. All right. Don't ask uh, the first of the two Monday night games, which is actually a Monday afternoon game because it's starting at 5 PM Eastern time. So it's yeah, come on, guys. I'm still at work. To I, can't, I can't be doing these 5 o'clock games. This is really screwing me up. Well, just think about the people on the West Coast. So that's 2 p.m. I or I guess if you're in Alaska, it's Call 1 p.m., which is fine if it's Sunday. Lunch. Not so fine if it's Monday. But anyway, yeah. if you're working at home, <laughs> this just, is uh, put the game on in the background. But uh, anyway, um, I mean, I'm gonna have it on. Kansas City at Buffalo. <laughs> this should be a good game. I think it'll be close. Uh, I think Patrick Mahomes will get his mojo back this week, and I'll go with the final score of Chiefs 31 and Bills 28. Yeah, I think Buffalo just ran into this Chiefs team at the wrong time. Uh, you, you really don't want to play them after after a loss, and they've had a couple of tough weeks. Uh, so I think they put up a good fight, but Kansas City wins 37-35. Okay, and then finally we've got your – Beloved Cowboys hosting Arizona in the first uh, fighting game Andy of Dalton. the Andy Dalton era. Um, and I'll here go we are. With, I'll, you know, here we are. I'm going to say that uh, the NFC East finally breaks its rule and has their first week of the season where at least two teams win. And I'll go with uh, Dallas to win this by a field goal. I'll say that, uh, that um, Andy Dalton gets the better of Kyler Murray by a score of 34 to 31. I've got the Cowboys winning 33-28. I don't feel good about it, to be honest. I really could see a lot of ways this Arizona team wins, but I'm going to go give them the benefit of the doubt and uh, Andy Dalton get this first one as a Cowboy. Um, I also am going to recommend, if you're looking for him for daily fantasy, uh, some cheaper options. Andy Dalton would be on my list. Like I said, there's going to, he's got to put up points. Um, 
Other other good value picks this week for your daily fantasy options, Kyle Allen, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and Kirk Cousins at running back. I like David Montgomery. Obviously, I'm a little more uh, of a Bears apologist here. Devontae Freeman, David Johnson, wide receiver CeeDee Lamb. Uh, we've seen him come on the last couple of weeks. I don't think it's going to be uh, an issue with a different quarterback. Chase Claypool, like we talked about, great value there. Terry McLaurin, Keelan Cole, and Travis Fulgham. We talked about a great game last week. I think that's going to continue. At tight end, no Eric Ebron, Trey Burton. <laughs> no Joe Flacco. <laughs> Darren Fells uh, running out my tight end picks. And on defense, Arizona, Washington, uh, the Giants, and Cincinnati. If you're looking for some stacks, Baltimore, Washington, uh, Atlanta, even if I don't think they're going to win, uh, and the Jaguars, I think, are good options there. Uh, we will be back with you next week. Thank you so much for listening, guys. We'll be back, fingers crossed, as long as no scheduling changes happen at our normal time, Tuesdays uh, at 8.30 p.m. Eastern time for that full hour. Like I said, you can find us all week long all over social media. We're on Twitter at the number 4THN Inches Show at JKIM16 and Fantasy underscore Sherpa, as well as on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Good luck this week, unless, of course, you're playing us. <laughs>